0: This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park, Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you minute number 75 of Jurassic Park. Brady, how are you doing today?
1: Doing good. Just coming off of a really nice weekend. We had a lot of uh, pleasant weather around, which made for a lot of good um, sleeping in and not going outside. So. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. uh yeah. you know, when it's a beautiful day outside are the days that I'm usually laid back on the couch looking at it through a window while I'm watching a movie or something like that or playing exactly. a game on TV. But uh, yeah, where I am too, it's, it's gorgeous right now. I think it might only be like 40 degrees, but there is no... Um, humidity in the air so I've actually been walking around outside in snow in my shorts not feeling cold at all so it's uh I went snowshoeing yesterday have you ever heard of snowshoeing Uh,
1: no no what is that
0: so snowshoeing is uh basically like long distance walking through snow where you put on you've probably seen pictures of like Inuit people with like these like things around their their fur boots where it's like kind of a big tennis racket looking thing that they walk through the snow have you ever seen something like that Uh, no. Okay, so imagine I'm wearing this big thing around my shoe that looks like a tennis racket. And also I have (laughs) shoes on that are going to keep the snow out. Well, uh, my friend who I'm up here with uh, said, you know what, let's just go snowshoeing today. It'll be fun. It'll be a great workout. And, you know, we'll walk across the terrain and everything. Um, He's in much better shape than I am. So I think to him this was probably something a lot easier than it was to me. But we walked down... Through a valley on top of the snow. Because of these snowshoes, you're able to basically walk on top of snow that otherwise you would sink through. So it's kind of cool, right? You have like poles, like you're skiing and you're walking through. Well, we walk about 2 miles downhill in the snow and it's gorgeous it's a I'm not really getting too winded after about 10 minutes I don't even feel the cold cuz I've got a good you know blood flow going and everything and we get down to this little like public cabin in the middle of this valley where I guess some uh, rangers usually spend during the summer and it's beautiful there's like aspen trees everywhere and you know there's the mountains and there's no wind coming in cuz we're in this valley and it occurs to me as we're sitting down like having a snack that we've got to turn around and walk back to the truck after this and since it was all downhill, I'm about to be walking uphill through snow, something I've never done before. So in yeah. what was probably about maybe an hour walk to get down to this thing turned into an hour and a half climb up through the snow oh. on the way out. So uh, by the time we were done, I was ready to eat like a whole pizza by myself because I needed to get calories back in my body. But it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a really pretty day. Um, cool. But yeah, it was a really nice weekend. And I just want to say real quick – A super big thanks uh, to Kai, Javiv, and Jens, who were with us on Thursday and Friday of last week. I think they did a fantastic job uh, just illuminating us with all sorts of different facts about dinosaurs we didn't know. Uh, And, you know, I've just been you know rolling it over in my mind over and over again uh, that I think it was Javiv uh, was saying that uh, it's actually going to be possible to clone dinosaurs by manipulating the DNA of birds. But, hey, you ready to go ahead and get into minute number 75? Let's do it. Okay.
1: In the previous minute, we saw Dennis Nidri meet his untimely end as a Dilophosaurus devoured him. As the minute ended, we saw Dr. Alan Grant washing his face in a stream of water coming out of a pipe in the T-Rex paddock. At 75 minutes, Dr. Grant tells Lex to listen to him. Lex is panting and in hysterics. He tells her that he is going to help her, but he has to go help her brother. Lex screams, he left us. Grant grabs her by the shoulders and says, but that's not what I'm going to do. At 75 minutes and 18 seconds, Lex seems to calm down and nods that she understands. Lex climbs into the water pipe to hide. At 75 minutes and 30 seconds, Grant walks around a large tree where we can see the tour vehicle stuck in its branches. At 75 minutes and 36 seconds, we can see the front of the Jeep twisted sideways on a branch. Grant can be seen on the ground looking up into the tree. At 75 minutes and 44 seconds, a dinosaur can be heard bellowing in the distance. Grant climbs the tree to get
0: Tim. And thus ends minute 75 of Jurassic Park. So in this sequence we kind of get the beginning of the rest of the movie for dr. Grant it's it's kind of funny Jurassic Park is almost like um, a season of a TV show in the way that they have these bottle episode moments on this on this in this movie They kind of take characters that seems like they would that seem like they would be at odds with each other and stick them in a situation where they have to learn to work together. So in this one, we have Dr. Grant, who uh, so far in this movie, one of the defining characteristics of him is that he does not like children. Well, now he's stuck being the caretaker of two children and having to get uh, Lex to calm down and then having to go up and get Tim out of the tree. So we've seen a lot of potential in Grant being an action hero (laughs) in this movie, but now is where we really get the beginning of his kind of arc as a character in the rest of the movie. That's right.
1: Uh, he's been kind of putting off the whole parental thing or whatever, and then in the last scene, we saw him kind of step up and try and save these kids. And now it's like not just trying to save them from immediate danger, but how to basically father them and you know uh, guide them through the entire situation and keeping everybody sane, keeping everybody uh, cooperative and how to work kind of as a team and um, being being more or less a parent to these to these two kids.
0: Right, something's kind of forced on him and he instead of kind of running away from the situation is stepping up and, and you know, taking charge and trying to help out. And You know, Lex is really we see Lex again as someone who just does not deal good with tense situations. I mean of course, I don't think anybody would deal well in this situation, but Lex is <laughs> yeah. really losing it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the fact that she was taking out the flashlight while in the car and like shining it directly into the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It just seems to like whatever the worst thing that she can do at that moment is, she 100% goes for it. In this moment, she should be confident down and trying to figure out, like, how do we get my brother out of the tree, and she can't get over the fact that Gennaro left them a minute ago uh and, and ran away. You know, she's just kind of like stuck on that right. one fact. He left us. He left us and Grant says, "You know what? That's not what I'm going to do." And that really seems to calm her down. You know, she really kind of starts yeah. to put her stuff together. And uh, you know, for the rest of the movie, she she really doesn't kind of freak out like she does here. You know, we see her later when the raptors are around, she kind of, you know, gets her wits about her and, you know, figures out a way to save herself and Tim and then later of course we have her heroic moment where she uses the Unix system to save everybody and kind of save the day really for the everybody in Jurassic Park. Um But Lex is definitely... Uh, we, 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 we kind of get a, some 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 pretty great acting by her as well here too you know like she just has one line yeah, really she has to okay. play. Uh, you know he left us <clears throat> for some reason that line stuck out to me in the book I remember reading that like I'm sure it isn't in the book this many times but like 25 or 30 times just he left us over and over and over again but uh, yeah mm-hmm. so but uh, why,
1: why did it, that's, that's interesting why did it stand out to you?
0: <clears throat> I have no idea I have no idea when I was reading it it just kind of like was one line that stuck out to me I don't know if it was repeated a bunch in the book in my mind I remember reading it like 20 or 30 times, but uh, for some reason when we, you know, when I was watching the movie in the theater, I was like, oh, here's that part where she says that he left us like 50 times and she just yeah. really just says you know, it twice. Yeah. You know?
1: There, um, There is a video of a uh, dissertation that someone is giving for, I don't know if he's a professor or if it's just a student giving a kind of a project, but he's analyzing Jurassic Park and talking about how the, the movie is above all else about parenting and he's got some really interesting points. It's just one way of looking at it. And, uh, he says that some, there's a theme that all the Jurassic Park movies really rely heavily on and that's divorce. Um, this, or, or parenting for that matter. Uh, it is kind of briefly mentioned in this movie that the kids' parents are going through a divorce. That's why they're there, uh, for the weekend. And in the sequel, it's, you, you know, you hear about Malcolm and Kelly, his daughter, uh, you know, that he has is kind of the product of divorce. And then, of course, the third one, there is the divorce that has happened between Grant and Ellie. And then in Jurassic World, there's this whole divorce subplot that doesn't really go anywhere. It's really awkward. Um, and it's kind of there to drive the, the kid's story along. Um, but anyway, the, the point part of the guy's point when he gives the speech is uh, that here, Lex isn't necessarily referring to Gennaro, but she's recalling the fact that her father would have left the family and he left us, he left us this, this, this whole situation. has just somehow brought that to the forefront of her mind. And that's, that's what she's, she's in such shock for whatever reason, that's what her mind has gone to. Um, now it, some could see it as kind of a stretch, you know, obviously Gennaro is, is, what we think of when she's saying he left us. Uh, but you're right. It's, um, there is something about that line and that sentiment that stands out, you know? And of course, the performance of the kids in these movies by Ariana Richards and Joseph Mazzello is, you know, and, and the writing too. the fact that they are so she is in such shock right here is so believable. And I don't want to put Jurassic World down by comparison, but, um, the, you know, everything that the kids go through being chased and attacked by a dinosaur. And then they're almost immediately just chit chatting and talking and everything's fine. And this we have ki- children who are like emotionally damaged for good. They're never going to go back from this. uh, Come back from this, and I think that's really, 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 really—it's displayed very well by Ariana Richards' performance in this scene. She does a very good job.
0: Oh yeah, she she does a great job of how any human being would process an experience like that. And I want to give uh, you know props to Joseph Mazzello. We'll get it to it in a couple of minutes here, but he has a moment up in the tree with Grant where he really has to kind of show off some comedic chops and the way that the lines are delivered back and forth. And he does a fantastic job with that as well. But, um, yeah, you know, and we we had Scott Corelli on a couple weeks ago. He also pointed out the whole life finds a way uh, thing, uh, you know, about uh, parenting that happens in a little bit. You know, how we have the female dinosaurs that find a way to breed, and, you know, they're forced to becoming mothers and fathers where maybe they weren't uh, designed by nature to do that. And Grant kind of has the same thing, where he's up in the tree with the kids – in a few minutes with a brachiosaur, and he kind of has to become a surrogate father for them at this moment. You know, divorce and families are kind of something that you see coming up over and over again in Steven Spielberg films. You know, the uh-huh. one that immediately springs to mind is uh, War of the Worlds, where Tom Cruise is kind of this loser dad who has to step up and be a real father for, uh, you know, Dakota Fanning and his son who disappears over the side of a hill in the middle of an alien versus army battle and then shows up fine uh-huh. at the end of the movie.
1: That sounds, sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's, it's a very good point about how, you know, you do see this replicated throughout the movies. and You know, we've got Ian Malcolm as a single father in the next one, and then... Uh, you know, uh, the the kid, uh, you know, tay Leone and, um, oh, I forget, you know, forget the actors. Yeah, yeah, right? the, William uh, H. Macy. William H. Macy, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as it's parents.
1: So, it's so interesting that these these in this series, each of these movies kind of relies on that as a plot device, and none of them do it so much as Jurassic Park 3. You get Ellie and Grant, their whole thing, that's the divorce, the breakup, whatever, the separation is what's most prominent in that storyline, but also the thing with tay Leone and William H. Macy, it's like almost the entire movie, and I think it's it's uh, it's interesting that they would have used it so heavily in that movie. And that kind of, I don't know, man, it uh, adds to that movie for me. Yeah.
0: A little bit. And I also like the fact that at the very end of the Lost World, we see a Tyrannosaurus having to work as a single father with a little baby Tyrannosaur you know, on the end of the, on, on the boat, kind of like yeah. in, uh, how Ian Malcolm was throughout that entire movie. So, um, huh. yeah. So the only real note that I have for this moment, besides the obvious thematic stuff that you pointed out there, thank you for doing that, uh, is that the tires on the car are all-terrain T A B F Goodrich. Uh, when the tires are shown on screen, the top of the tire reads BFG on them, which was funny because it's also the name of a 2016 yeah. Steven Spielberg film. So I yeah. thought that was kind funny. of funny. But um, yeah, you got anything you know, else for this I, minute?
1: I, I do. I always get bored of this tree sequence. Um, I feel like it's kind of shoehorned in there to be a... a and these, this is like kind of in the you know minutes to come, but I've always felt like this action sequence in the tree is just sort of there because we need another action sequence at this point in the movie. And I think that... Uh, a more interesting scene would have been how Alan is gonna to have to get Tim out of the car and then and then down the tree and then maybe like try and get the kids to get their get them get themselves together. But uh, so it, it's—I don't know—the the car like falling out of the tree looks a little hokey as well. But the it's
0: still physics, a fun sequence. the physics of how the car falls out of the tree—are just completely ridiculous. But it makes for a pretty great action scene, and that's really what the rest of this movie is—is is it's short little moments of people in tense situations followed up by an action scene, you know. And it's kind of what gives it the the latter half of this movie—it's real roller coaster ride, breakneck pace that I think makes it really enjoyable because you really can't take your eyes off the screen for the rest of this film you know it's just like thing after thing after thing after thing you know short little character moments i really think that the first half of this movie sets everything up so well and the last half is just payoff after payoff after payoff after payoff and uh yeah i actually do like this i think it's a pretty well realized action scene but again the physics of how this car falls out of the tree are ridiculous we'll (laughs) we'll get into that in the next couple of days here but uh yeah that's pretty much all i got for this minute you got anything else
1: No, that's it for
0: me. All right, great. Well, hey, folks, thank you so much for joining us today. We will be back again tomorrow with Minute number 76. And until then, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on to your butts.
1: Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at Minute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com. Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Minute and Twitter.com slash Jurassic Minute. You've been listening to a Pele Media podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at Patreon.com slash Pele Media. Check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pele Media and follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Pele Media. Mahalo!